Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast version of Ben Woods. Thanks for finding us wherever you are, radio.com, downloading the radio.com app, or, of course, you can listen to us on your smart speaker and make sure you subscribe so you get our content every single day. Absolutely. And there's lots of other podcasts from other hosts here in the building and here at 97.3. Make sure to check those out as well. But right now, back to Ben and Woods. Is my mic on? My mic's on. Well, Woods, looks like your phone, yeah, microphone's not on today. It's the hammer show. This is great. Oh, he's going to another microphone. He's taking Ben's seat. I've never opened a show before. This is awesome. Are you good? Hello? Nice. Am I on? Why does it sound like I'm in a shower? You don't look like you're in a shower. Now my mic's off again. What is happening over there? We ready? Sounds good. Holy crap. Get your head right. It's Ben and Woods on a Tuesday, and uh, things will be... A little bit different today, and I'll explain that uh, in a moment. Uh, my name is Woodsy. I am half of the Ben and Woods program. And uh, Ben, my partner, usually gets here about 5.30. Um, we have an interesting show today. We are flying by the seat of our pants, and I'll tell you why. Let me introduce the show this morning. Um, as I mentioned, my name is Woodsy. To my right, or now, in fact, directly across from me is You're our, looking at me, baby. our assistant producer, The Hammer. What's up? Morning, Hammer. Starting off the show. Starting off the show, opening up the show, really your first chance at uh, opening, and you did a, a pretty pretty good job. Pretty you good. C minus there uh, for that. Uh, to your right is our executive producer, Adam Klug. Who also happens to be our boss. I wish I would have showed up earlier. Today. He is our pro. Yeah, you should have. I, I meant to text you. You should have. That's on me. I'm mean, like, yo, dude, get here. I wouldn't have showered. Adam is going to be running the, the controls for a while. We don't know for how long because our beloved Paul Rindel is about to get his gallbladder out. Paul has been going through something uh, back even to our, our 1090 days where he has these stomach pains. Uh, first of all, Adam, say hello. Let everybody know. You know, you're here and you're running the ship. Colleague. 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 Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're you're our boss, and it's going to get weird in here. And the thing is, is he probably doesn't – you probably don't listen to the 5 o'clock hour much anymore. You trust us now after four months. I wouldn't say live, but, there, <laughs> but I'll go back and listen. Every now and then, not I'm every al- day. I'm always listening. 5 o'clock usually gets so squirrely uh, in the year, and it's my favorite time of day. Ben has asked me repeatedly, hey, man, you sure you don't need – I'm like, please don't because now I actually enjoy I, – I like doing this uh, because we always have fun in this in this time. But So Paul, I guess, called Adam last night at about 10 o'clock. I was dead asleep at the time and uh, let him know, hey, I'm, I'm having those stomach issues again. And he's had it looked at before. They put him on some medication. It, uh, it, it hasn't worked. Paul needs to get his gallbladder out. 
And I think that's what's going to go down right now. And and obviously a shout-out to his uh, wonderful girlfriend, Megan, who was able to be with him right now. Otherwise, you know, Paul lives here. He doesn't have any family here. All his family's, you know, back in the Pacific Northwest uh, doing what they do. And, and Megan is able to be at the hospital with him, take care of him. She's texting me pictures. He looks terrible. He's gray. I mean, he is, he is, he's gray. His hands are gray. So it's, is he going to die? He's not going to die, Hammer. He's going to be okay. He's going to be back. Um, he was very worried, you know, that he was going to let us down. And, and I, you know, I told Megan, she said, well, he is really nervous. He, he's going to try to get back by Friday. I said, don't bother coming back. Get healthy. Come in. You know, we'll see you Monday, pal. Now, that's probably not music to uh, Adam's ears because – Adam, you have this is a full time job. You're the program director of this radio station, and when you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> to produce the morning show, you're in for a long day. You don't get to go home at nine thirty. Oh, is that what you guys do? Yeah, you know that. No, I'll be I'll be here. You'll be here. How long do you think you'll be here today? I think today I'll probably make it till about three o'clock. Okay, that's not bad. That's a good good solid day's work. <laughs> so so Paul. Your your producer, your friend, my friend, is having emergency surgery. He's having an organ removed from yes. his body. Yeah, he's not doing well physically. He's gray. Yes. Your first reaction is, let me tweet these pictures. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, his girlfriend took I them. Didn't I, see the I, pictures. I will tweet them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to tweet. The okay, pictures I gotta see these of his gray, discolored, disgusting hands. Uh, Paul would have wanted me to. By the way, he want he Paul is is he'll do anything for the show. Um, I love that, by the way. I do too. I do too. I mean, that's that's what we do on this show. But I, I look, it's it's going to be interesting. Now, Adam has experience uh, running a board. He's he was producing coach's show for a while, um, and so he's he's pretty good now. I mean, he's I say he's pretty good. I'm on a different microphone right now because my microphone doesn't work for some reason. I figured out the reason. <laughs> Did you? I don't know that anybody cares. Can I go back to my microphone? Yeah, you can switch oh, my right. now. Good. It's so weird because you have, like, a computer in front of your screen, so I can only see, like, half your face. I know. It's weird. All right. Let's see. So he's switching mics back to his original mic. Oh. <sighs> I feel so much better. You look better I feel there. so much better right now. So, yeah, man. I, I Obviously, I'm really, you know, we make jokes and everything, but I'm worried. I'm worried about Pauly, and, and Pauly's my boy. He's my brother, and, and I want him to be okay, and I'm sure he will be. Not the first guy to get his gallbladder removed, and I... I, I did I have something similar when I got my appendix removed, or is this completely different? Do you guys know anything about gallbladder surgery? This is more major, isn't it? I don't even know what a gallbladder is. I really don't either. Do I have no idea. It? Adam, is it more ma- is it more major uh, than an appendix? I was about to say the exact same thing. Hammer said. Not only do I not know what gallbladder surgery is, I don't know what a gallbladder is. Yeah, gall. Should we look this up? I'm right looking now? it up. Gallbladder. It's got to be like in the side of your right, body, there right? There we go. The gallbladder is a small pouch that sits just under the liver. The gallbladder stores bile produced by the liver. After meals, the gallbladder is empty and flat like a deflated balloon. Before a meal, the gallbladder may be full of bile and about the size of a small pear. So bladder has nothing to do with going to the bathroom then. This is something completely different. The, gall- this is- the gallbladder and bladder are different. Ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that, that bile that we're talking about at 5.08 in the morning... Um, it, it's produced by the liver, and it helps you break down fatty foods. You don't need a gallbladder, so surgery to take it out is often recommended if you develop any problems with it. And you don't need a spleen either, correct? I, I, I don't think so. I think so, I think appendix, spleen. What are the rankings for the useless organs? I think the um, I think the appendix is probably number one. 
No, it was. Uh, I I have a great. Feels ab- like an upset. I was going spleen. You think spleen? I, I wish I didn't need my liver. That'd be awesome. No, you definitely need your liver. I, yeah, you definitely should be happy you have. A It'd be great though liver. if I didn't need it though. If but I you could do just need get it. rid of it. You do need it. I know. So he's gonna. I I would like to see a picture of the removed gallbladder if that's possible. Can you keep it like in a little jar? In a jar, like the pickle at Ben. Ben's like Ben's, house? Ben's Ben's Ben has a Civil War pickle at his Paul's home. Paul's gallbladder. Paul's gallbladder in a jar. I don't have a Twitter account. I uh, I think he's gonna be okay, and I don't want him to rush himself back to work. You know, and my wife asked this question this morning. This is going to be uncomfortable for both of you. Hammer and Adam. Okay. So my wife says to me as I'm walking out the door, so isn't Hammer the assistant producer? When the executive producer goes down, doesn't Uh-oh. the assistant producer then slide into that role? This is when I get exposed. <laughs> I hate this. So I, I can't see Adam's eyes. I can see that he's smiling. All right. So why? Why aren't you on the board and he's still asleep with his family? I've never run the board before in my life. Like, absolutely never once. <laughs> All right. They've kept me out of the booth in front of a computer where I'm great at. Am I out of line if I ask, why don't you learn? I've just never really actually done it. Because right. for me, when you learn something... It's kind of like a scary process in general. And then, so before I've ever actually gotten to learn, I had to pick up a second job. Right. So it was one of those things where you got to do one thing or the other. So I did the other. I had to get some money. Well, I'm starting to think you should learn to run the board. I think so, too. I'm, I'm starting to think. Time to learn. I think now. I think now is a perfect example of why, Hammer, you should be well-versed in, in running the board. So then that way, because I think, you know, I think when you bring in your boss, I think the dynamic of the show is going to change. I know Ben, who likes to really come in and let it fly, he's going to be tentative now because Adam's here. You know, he gets dirty. He wants to talk about dirty stuff. Oh, and now ben. Adam's here. He's not going to be his normal, creepy, offensive self. And I think when if you're behind the board, there's no problem. So I, I do think – and, Adam, do you agree with me that it, when Paul gets back, it's probably time at least a couple of hours a week to just try to familiarize Hammer on the board. Do you think that's a good idea? We've spoken about it before. It's not like this is like a, a eureka moment. Oh, for like, me? Oh I thought gosh. I thought I was coming up no. with no, the, like, definitely going to exposed right what here. What have you guys been doing? Dude, like, ha- Hammer's a big part of what we do around here, and, and the more well-versed you are, the more opportunities. And I said, like, let's get you board trained. And you're, what's your problem? You don't want to learn the board? Well, my whole thing is, like I've said, since we've had this talk, I picked up the Nordstrom job. So, and I'm not going to sit there during the show and come and learn from Paul because there's so many things I'm trying to do out there. But now we're at the position where there's no other opportunity but now. Right. Like, I got to do well, it. And, and I get that. Here's what I fail to make the connection to. Because you have another job doesn't mean you can't learn while you're on the job here. Which is my whole thing is because I'm trying to commit myself to my job here. Because what but I do as is, the assistant that, producer. That could be. One day. One day part of your job. And my whole thing is. Another part of it is stepping on toes. Because if I. Oh, you won't be. I know, but I didn't really know Paul the way I knew Paul. Right. Like I know him now. So my whole thing is if I'm trying to learn from Paul or learn from someone else, that's what if Paul is looking at me like, yo, draw, you trying to take my job? Trying to take my job? And I would never want that. But now I'm at the point where, like, yo, me and Paul are so tight Good. to the point yeah. where I wouldn't want to learn from anyone else. 100%. And I love that or attitude. Adam, Adam, you can teach me too. And man. I love that attitude. And I think, it's, I think it'd be beneficial. A couple of times a week. I'm not talking every day. We don't need to go through some crazy training four hours after the show. But I think it would be for, I think it would be really smart for you to sit and watch him do a few things. Take a couple notes because when I learned how to do a board, 
I had a list of notes okay. that like I had to refer to my entire career running the board. I just kept them in a notebook and I was it was literally I would took video on my phone of like turn this button on this so I, I always had it with me so I wouldn't screw it up. So I think let's this is a this is now that opportunity. Um and hey Hammer, I'm sitting here ripping on you. Guess who else should probably learn how to run the board here? Me. I probably should. Because what happens? Some things happen and, and we have to be prepared. So it uh, and listen, we're like I said, we're flying by the seat of our pants. I feel pretty confident we're gonna pull the show off uh, today, no problem though. So yesterday we had some some interesting interviews here on Ben and Woods. None more interesting though. I I, I made an executive decision this morning. I wanna blow out the spotlight that we usually do um, at around five seventeen because from what I understand, I think Paul may be calling in. The real Paul. This isn't like a bit. Paul's going to call in. He's in the hospital. He's in the hospital right now, and I I believe he's on morphine. I hope. So this could get interesting. Uh, that hopefully is coming up next. We'll. I'm going to try to get in touch with him now, um, and we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him and, and make sure he can call in now, and um, you know, we'll go from there. But thank you guys for tuning in. Please keep uh, Paulie and your thoughts and your prayers. Hold a good thought for him today, and I believe he's going to go into surgery probably around 10 or 11 this morning, and uh, hopefully it all goes well. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you very much. We will be right back. It's Ben and Woods. All right, it's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan, and, uh, yeah, it should be interesting today on our uh, on our radio program. Our uh, beloved executive producer, Paul Reindel, is out today, and, and well, he's going to be out for the next few days, I would imagine. Um, he is getting his gallbladder removed, but being the good soldier that he is, uh, he is on the phone right now and, and wanted to say hello. And I thought, what better time? Let's blow out the spotlight. We don't need to hear stuff we played yesterday when we've got our beloved Paul Rindle on the phone. Paulie, how are you, buddy? Ben and Woods, long-time listener, first-time caller. Good for you, man. How are you feeling? Uh, I have felt better. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I woke up to this, like, I woke up to a string of text messages. I woke up at 1 o'clock. I looked at my phone. I went, I'm pretty sure that that says that Adam is going to come be our producer and that Paul is out. And I was like, all right. And I went back to sleep. And then when I woke up, I had a full panic attack. I'm like, what's going to happen? How are we going to do this? But uh, are you okay? <laughs> that It's always about me, Paul. Are you okay? Are you feeling better? Yeah, the good news is I'm going to be okay. Right. Um, it's a relatively simple surgery. Uh, as I, I think you mentioned in the first break, like, yeah, I've been dealing with this pretty much, like, consistently since June. So it's been a while. Uh, there was, like, a good, like, September and most of October. Like, I was fine. I thought we, had, we were past this. Yeah. And then, um, and then – yeah, I got my scans back. They said, hey, you do have gallstones. Like, we're not sure how big of a deal it is yet. Uh, and then literally yesterday, just I had a random – well, it was a scheduled phone call with a surgeon, and we were talking, and she goes, yeah, so I do think we should have your gallbladder removed. Uh, we'll schedule it sometime in the next six to eight weeks. I'm like, all right, cool. And she goes, but, you know, if at any point in the next six to eight weeks that you experience sharp pain – you can just go to the ER and get it done. Right. Well, wouldn't you know, <laughs> six hours later or whatever it was, I am in the worst pain I think I've ever been in in my life. That is awful. Uh, just doubled over. I, yeah, I had just gotten home, and it was about nine – well, it was about eight o'clock when I got home, and 
I mean, just writhing in pain. Uh, I, I have thrown up probably 30 times since 6 p.m. last night. So uh, I just I called uh, I called my beloved Megan and said, all right, it's, it's ER time. We got to go. Wow. And Ben is here. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Paul. I hope you're uh, you're feeling okay. Uh, we certainly are wishing you the very best. I do have I do have some good news. Um, I know someone who's gotten through gallbladder removal surgery. My wife Shelly did she had her gallbladder oh, out actually actually while she was seven months pregnant. She oh. had to have her gallbladder removed. Holy which cow! Didn't, uh, it complicated the procedure a little bit, but she came out came through just fine. And I'm sure you're going to come through fine as well. Yeah, well, I got um, some more good news, a little bit of a, a silver lining. I, uh, Megan, we're in the in the waiting room here, well, in our hospital room, and she was streaming the show, probably put it on around, I don't know, 4.58. Uh, it was a little, little rough at the beginning. I, I, the good news is that uh, I think I'm comfortable in asking our boss Adam for a $30,000 raise. 30000 is out of the chute. He, he's so valuable, Adam, $30,000, he's putting you on the spot. Can we get that done for him? He's nodding yes, but his eyes are saying no, Paul. Just uh, just to warn you, he's oh yeah 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 right. sure sure sure, and then and then he's going to. If it laugh. makes you feel any better, I I sound funny. I can tell already. Yeah, so, I do too. Yeah, there's there's definitely something uh, going wrong. Um, what was Shelly's recovery time? Ben? Well, she was seven months pregnant, so a little bit longer. I, I mean, you know, two and a half months until she was oh really back. All but right, Paul, had, we'll see you at New Year's I, Eve. I assume you're not also going to have a baby in a couple of months, which will help you uh, probably. That would, be, that would be news to me. Recover a little bit faster. Um, no, but she, um, yeah, she. Now she had the procedure done laparoscopically. Have they told you how your how your gallbladder is yep. going to be removed? Yeah, so that's what's going to happen uh, here at some point on today. Not really sure exactly when. We're just in our own little room, temporary room, and then they're going to move us up to uh, to my my room for I think today. I should be out of here later today. The the surgery is scheduled for today. So um, yeah, but I've just had a night full of uh, a lot of morphine. Yeah, itchy made me a lot itchy. Of morphine. Yep. That has been fun, uh, to say the least, and, uh, you know, just trying to sleep. I didn't even get – I didn't close my eyes until well past 2 o'clock, and I'm like, I've been up for 23 hours. It's a like, wild. It's a wild. It's a wild feeling. Make sure, whatever you do, definitely don't bring me any Percocets that they give you uh, when you're yeah, done. Yeah, no that Vicodin. Would, that would be illegal. Right, Ben? Okay. It would be. That would be illegal, and I definitely, I Paul, do don't that. want any – those purposes uh gavin tweets in says i'm just here for the bile talk now yeah, now with, with a lack of a bile reserve i don't know if you could even do sports talk radio <laughs> in the year 2019 anymore i mean you need to be full of basically bile. you know like stephen a smith you just have to have uh, endless reserves of bile so i'm not sure what yeah. you're going to do now without uh, without the tank full of bile paulie why do i sound like i'm in a shower what can i tell our boss and or uh, why do I? What's the thing that he hits that makes me not sound like I'm in a shower? <laughs> ben, do you hear that? Uh, I, I yes, I, I hear right, the same thing. All right, here we go. On the right side of the board, there should be a button that says HP. That stands for headphones. Uh, and if you press that, a little ways up above the board from there, there should be a button that says like PGM or program or record. Yep. Uh, you're going to want to make sure program is highlighted. Program is highlighted? I still sound like I'm in a, a shower a little bit. Why isn't there just a button that says, oh. don't sound like you're in a shower anymore? Here we go. Oh, just hit now. that one. We got it. Oh, good. Yeah. Look at this guy. 
Freaking produced, executive producing from his hospital bed. That is amazing. Amazing. He Maybe he right, does Adam, deserve I'll, a raise. I'll, I'll concede I'll take a $20,000 raise. <laughs> Negotiations are underway. <laughs> he's not saying a word. No, he's he very a, quiet. He has a, a mic, actually. Very he's quiet. not, he's not, not saying not always a, word. a quiet person, but right now he's gotten very, very silent. Now, Paul, you do agree that we also need to get Hammer trained up uh, on the board so in case this happens again, Adam doesn't have to drag his ass out of bed at 3 a.m. And uh, come up here and deal with this, you know, his idiot morning show. And uh, we'll get Hammer. I yeah. mean, Hammer on the board would be the panic that would set in Hammer's eyes w- would actually be worth it of him having to run the oh, board. He's dying laughing out there right now. <laughs> Hammer, I you'd be like that now. bartender at the garden last night. And we're going to get to that uh, later in the show today as well. But, Paulie, we obviously uh, we love you, man. You know that. Take your time. Don't worry about us. We'll be fine. We'll figure this thing out without you. Uh, but you are very missed, and uh, thank you, of course, to Megan for taking care of you. It 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 means the world to us that you have somebody um, that's there for you. And I'm going to try to get by and see you, uh, if not today, then definitely tomorrow. And uh, let me know if you need anything at all. Yeah, sounds good. Meg, you want to say anything to the guys? Hi, Hammer. I love you. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Hammer has no mic, but he's in gym shorts and a white V-neck shirt. Meow. <laughs> Don't you want to know what I'm wearing, Megan? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I can't. It's... <laughs> Break it up. Connect, you're breaking, the back. connection's breaking up. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Paul, uh, get a lot of rest, and uh, we will see you when we see you. But uh, good luck, and we were, we're thinking about you, and our prayers are with you. But you're going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Thanks, guys. Go Canes. All right. <laughs> so, Woodsy, um, I know Paul was very worried yesterday as yeah. we were getting ready for the show. Like, yeah. what What are you guys going to talk about? It was kind of uh, – it felt like it was going to be a light day. You only had one baseball playoff game. Had no idea what was going to happen on Monday Night Football. Then all of a sudden, um, just the entire national media goes scorched earth on the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. Just commentary all over the place. Almost. The entire national okay, media. Almost. I've got one guy. Seems to be doing. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? I I always. I think I saw that last night as yeah, well. Uh, you had a Monday night football game that ended in controversy, Rife. probably with the wrong team winning. Rife because with of continued um, incompetence by NFL dude. officials. It's awful. And then you had LeBron James, usually pretty. Pretty good about what he says to the media with public relations. Uh, completely stick his foot in his mouth. Oh, he's toast. In his first uh, media session since the Lakers got back from China, and everyone wants to know, what do you think about this controversy with Daryl Morey, the tweet, the Chinese government, the NBA? And LeBron is going to be the person who's going to really lead the way, you know, morally for the NBA. And he comes out with perhaps the weakest most garbled mishmash of a statement uh, in front of the L.A. media that you can imagine yesterday. Benny, and, and I, I think it's okay to misspeak. Once I think, I think everybody misspeaks. We've all done it. But once you misspeak, you better clean it up then. Can't double down. The double down is always worse. It's like the cover-up. It's always worse than the crime. So we are going to uh, get into all of that this morning. All of a sudden, we have just a wealth of uh, topics to discuss on Ben and Woods. Also has some good guests, uh, as we are want to do usually yep. on Tuesday morning, including Ben Ryder is going to be with us in just one hour covering the Houston Astros as they get ready for Game 3 of the American League Championship Series today at Yankee Stadium. 
uh, this afternoon. They will be playing game three. So we're getting close to a World Series matchup. It is all coming up. we got hammer time just ahead. Uh, got to get into Steven Strasburg's great performance as well last night. The Washington Nationals look almost unstoppable. Uh, you know, a team that snuck into the playoffs, had to win the wild card game, now looks like they can beat anyone in baseball. We're going to get to that coming up next. It's Ben Woods getting started on a Tuesday morning. Glad to have all the tier ones with us early on right here on 97.3 The Fan. Ben Woods with you Tuesday morning here on 97.3 The Fan. Now not going to be light for about an hour and 15 minutes. We get, we're getting in the dark portion of the year this morning. I and, love uh, it. I love it. Appreciate everyone who gets up early. Me well too. Before dark. It's not easy. It, it is, is it's not easy a tough to, do. Thing to do. This is my favorite time of year. I was telling the wife last night, hey, when it gets really dark out at night, because our kid goes to bed at seven and it's just too it's too late. I don't get enough me time. Right? So I'm like, this kid's going to bed at six when it starts to get get dark out again. She's like, Well, he'll wake up early. I'm like, I'm at work. It's not on me. So have a ball. It's it's. I love this time of year. It's my favorite. Uh, it's not too hot. It's not too uh, cool. And, and it's like it's, yeah. It's, when it starts to get dark at about four p.m. Fall now, is nice. It here. sucks for you because you have two jobs. I don't. I'll be asleep like in a couple weeks by six p.m. It's great. It's not like I have the worst job in the world. It requires true. me watching sports most of the time, and uh, definitely watched a ton last night. I had on the uh, the baseball early, and then was able to switch over to the football, but. Uh, so we're sitting here now with the Washington Nationals one win away from the World Series. And it feels almost inevitable. I mean, hey, look at that rotation. Scherzer, Strasburg. I mean, Anibal Sanchez has been dominant. Patrick Corbin is, has been the weak link, and he's still a pretty darn good pitcher. It feels like, yeah, we saw we all should have seen this coming. Remember that in the wild card game against the Milwaukee Brewers, the Washington Nationals were down 3-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth inning yeah. and were just outs away from elimination. Their season was almost over in the wild card game. And then again in the division series, uh, they were facing the Dodgers and they were down 3 nothing in their season in game five. Their season was almost over. And now here they are sitting three games to zero up on the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League Championship Series. And, I mean, it would take a an absolute... I don't even know what the Cardinals can do at this point. I know that, yeah, the Red Sox pulled it off, you know, 3 nothing. It's been done before, Allegedly. so you can point to that and say that it's possible. You d- you don't you can't come back against Scherzer, Strasburg, no. and that pitching rotation. They're cooked. I don't think. I mean, they're cooked, Ben, and it, it, it it's, you know, it, it, these, these games are turning a lot of times on one play, and that play that Marcelo Zuna last night did not make, um, slide seventy five percent catch probability. He slides. Uh, it's just a little flare. He slides. The ball hits him square in the palm of his glove. Skips out of his glove. Okay, one run scores. Big deal. Next thing you know, four two out hits in a row. It's four nothing. Before you can blink your eye, the Nats have this ability. When there's blood in the water, they swarm and they just they are they're they're relentless. And their pitchers are relentless. Strasburg up seven to one last night at one point, barking at the umpire because he's not getting the calls. They are a relentless team. Well, even had the Cardinals played a virtually flawless game, you still, I mean, you have to beat Strasburg at some point, and it just wasn't happening. Seven innings, seven hits, one unearned run, 12 strikeouts, no walks. 
And that's probably the weakest pitching performance the Nationals have received in the series so far. That was the weak link of the three uh, with Steven Strasburg, who has been nothing short of just masterful this postseason, starting with his relief appearance uh, after Max Scherzer in that wild card game. Uh, since then, he has been absolutely brilliant. And uh, it's just fun seeing a kid who grew up here in San Diego, West Hills High School, out in Santee, San Diego State, number one pick in the draft, follow his whole career. Um, everyone remembers, of course, the 2012 postseason when he was coming off Tommy John surgery and the Nationals decided to shut him down in September, not use him in the playoffs. Yep. To see him go 117 pitches last night felt like, I don't want to say redemption because he didn't do anything wrong no, in 2012. No. It was he didn't the, blow anything. It was the decision of the Nationals to shut him down, but it still had to be very sweet for Steven Strasburg to be able to go deep into a game, to throw a bunch of pitches, to, to have be the, the man. Yeah, to have no shackles on, you know, completely unleashed in a postseason, and to pitch his team onto the brink of a World Series. Uh, that had to be a great moment. You could see the emotion uh, in, in the dugout for Steven Strasburg that he is really enjoying it. Steven, how fun was that hug from Para in the dugout? And how much love has he given you the past few months? He says he's all about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, not much of a hugger, but you know, they kind of just surround me, so I just have to take it. He sounds like he's really having fun with it then. You a hugger? I'm a hugger. You're a hugger. Big hugger. I'm not a huge – I'm not a hugger. I no. mean, I hug, I hug like, my wife, but I don't, I don't do hugs with strangers that often. I do. It's always awkward, especially the first time – first time I meet, like, a new a colleague, like a woman, you know, I, 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 sh I shake hands. Yeah. And it, it always feels a little bit formal. But I'm never comfortable enough to go ahead and give like a new hug. Maybe like at the end of a dinner, like the first time I meet someone, but yeah, not at good. the beginning. But like if I come to your house, you don't hug Hannah. No. But no. you know Hannah. But my I don't wife. shake her hand either. Yeah, I just I don't just I'm just not a hugger too much. And You're such a teddy bear too. It makes no sense. I don't know why. But I'm a big hugger. Love to hug. I feel like maybe now, now it's twenty. I, I don't. I'm a big I guy. I don't, I don't want to be intimidating to people, so yeah. I'm not going to be the one who goes in for the hug. I won't like push you away if you come in for one. I'll 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 give you one back. You're a very awkward hugger. I'm very awkward very when it comes awkward to the hugging. When it comes so in to that it. way, I feel like Steven Strasburg and I are. Simpatico. Yeah, on the same wavelength. Well, you know, the interesting thing about this, man, obviously the great pitching of the Nationals, but think about this for a second. I got this tweet. I saw this tweet last night from Jamal Collier. The Cardinals have two runs in this series. One because Michael A. Taylor misjudged a fly ball in center in game two. The other because Juan Soto fell down in left field in game three. What has happened? They look lost. Paul Goldschmidt looks lost. Struck out four times yesterday. I mean, I get it. Strasburg's great, but you're Paul Goldschmidt. You're MVP, you know, discussion every single year. Dexter Fowler is batting 0 0.69 right now, which is not nice at all. Uh, th these guys are not hitting the baseball. No, 16 strikeouts, no walks. Um, it's but I, brutal. I don't know that it's, it's something that the Cardinals are just doing wrong. I, I think I have to give the credit to the Washington sure. Nationals pitching staff. I don't know that any other team in baseball – would he be having a, a ton of success against this rotation right now, which tells me that if they keep this up, no matter who they face in the World Series, whether it be the Astros or the Yankees, and I would imagine that either of the American League teams will be the favorite in that series over the Washington Nationals. They certainly won more games in the regular season by what, 13 or so over the Nationals. 
But if the Nationals pitching staff continues to do this, um, I don't know how either of those teams are going to beat Washington. Yeah. That, that, that they're very legit contenders to win this World Series now based on what they're doing. You know, the only the only thing that could, and again, we won't know until we see it, but the, the thing that could work against them, now their pitching staff is going to get, it looks, they're going to get a lot of rest. You know, before I don't see the Yankees and the Astros finishing this thing up in the next three or four days. I don't. I just I feel like it's going to drag out to at least six, probably seven. Um, and they're going to be really well rested in Washington. Is that good? Is that what they need? It's probably really good for the arms. But for guys like Howie Kendrick, those guys that are absolutely locked in right now, is that good for them to have five days to be sitting on their hands? Well, the World Series begins a week from today, okay. no matter what happens. So if Washington wins game four tonight, tonight. they will have an entire week one off week. Um, before game one. And uh, I was listening to our lead in, Taz and the Moose, Yay! Uh, coming in, in this morning, and they had Jim Leland, the oh, you know, love Leland. veteran, veteran skipper on. God, I love that you could guy. Just you could hear him smoking like smell, during the interview. You could smell Marlboro. <laughs> Love him. And they asked him about what do you do? I mean, if you've got a week off to try to stay, I mean, stay fresh, stay sharp, try to keep that momentum going, whatever it is. And Jim Leland said, I, admittedly, there's not much you can do. They they brought in like their instructional team once to you know play some oh like, like a, actual like scrimmaging yeah going on. But he said that doesn't really do much either you're just at the at the mercy of the baseball guys yeah, basically waiting when you've got a week off and hoping that the guys who are are pitching so well the guys who are hot at the plate can stay hot despite not getting out there for six straight days it's so funny too because you you think you would think right common sense would tell you hey man this guy hasn't thrown in eight days he's feeling really good well james paxton i watched him the other night and that guy relies on his accuracy he had i think eight days between the last time he pitched he was all over the place. They, they, that's why he pitched. They didn't pull him because he was getting rocked. He, his command was off. He, he went two and a third or three and a third. I can't remember. Was it two and a third? Um, when they pulled him for Chad Green, Aaron Boone pulled him. And it's because he couldn't locate a slider. It's because he couldn't locate a fastball. That layoff for those pitchers, while, yeah, it gives you really good rest and you get your legs back onto you, you lose that, you lose that mentality of, I got to get myself ready to pitch in five days. And so I think it could be detrimental. I think it could be positive. I mean, it's it's literally a wait and see I mean, normally situation. I think rest is exactly what everyone needs at this stage you of the think. year. And all those uh, innings that have been put on those arms. And, hey, it's just going to be even more fresh. But it doesn't always it work doesn't that work way. It doesn't work that way. Baseball and, especially. Like, when you're locked in at the plate, when you're locked in and the ball looks like a beach ball and you're spitting on pitches that are an inch outside – the last thing in the world you want to do is leave the baseball field. You're like, can can we just keep playing? Can we we'll play right now? <laughs> Come I mean, a it's... long way from Scherzer. What he was down two nothing after two batters, right? Yes. In the wild card game, you're thinking, wow, this is going to be a quick postseason again. For the Washington Nationals again. <laughs> again, and here they are now, uh, ready to go to the World Series. Ben and Woods it's with been you awesome, on ninety seven three. The fan. I want to ask you about one phenomenon I saw yesterday. Nationals hosting. First game there, the National League Championship Series. Did you see the modified Bryce Harper jerseys? I did. In the stands? Yeah. I, I want to know what you thought, whether that was okay or not. I thought it was pretty clever, especially the guy who turned the Harper jersey into a Scherzer jersey by making just a couple of modifications because he realized, I guess, at some point that the letters match up very well. So if you add the S 
and the C in front of the H in Harper, you've got yep. S-C-H. Then you just change the A and you put an E to on top. E. So S-C-H-E. And then the R, R, the third letter in Harper, is an R for Scherzer. Then you change the P to a Z. Yep. And then you've got the E-R in Harper. And all of a sudden, it says Scherzer. That's pretty good. Instead of Harper. And then changing 34 to 31 just requires kind of blocking out part of the four. And all of a sudden, you have a very cheap, modified Max Scherzer jersey. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's okay. I, I saw a couple that were like, you know, it's at Bryce Hart. It's at Harper, and then in like masking tape, yeah. is home watching the playoffs on his couch. <laughs> and I, I, you know, look, I thought it was a little petty, but I also think they have every right to do that. And I, I just, if you're Bryce Harper right now, the smug, smart ass look on your face while you're watching these games. I, I can't even imagine what it's like. It's like I left this show and you guys went to number one. I want to you know, like, throw out a question on Twitter, if any of you have an answer to this, but I'm going to tweet this out. What is the worst jersey purchase you ever made? Any any sport, any player where you bought one. Like I, I remember Chargers fans in San Diego who bought like David Boston jerseys. When they signed him as a yep. free agent wide receiver, and he just turned into an absolute bust. I mean, Ryan Leaf jerseys when when he was drafted. Um, maybe you picked up a Matt Kemp jersey for the Padres in 2015 and regretted that purchase immediately. You Johnny Manziel jersey wears deserve a sock in the nose. Manziel I mean, Padres sock, jersey. That is a, you're a bit you're 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 lame. It's a bit. And it sucks, and I hate it every time I see it. It infuriates me. So, and I remember being on the radio, not in sports at that time, when they drafted him, Ben, and was like, oh, you guys, you're so good, you can just waste draft picks on bits. You guys are doing bits now in the front office when you have an entire team to revamp. You draft this chode, of all people. Now, I'm not guy. saying a Bryce Harper jersey is the word, one of the, you know on that list of no, worst purchases. I mean, sure. he spent many years with the Washington Nationals. Good good all-star years oh, yeah. with the Washington Nationals. But now you're kind of figuring out, okay, what do I do with this thing? You know, do I wear it? Can I modify it? Um, I, I understand the dilemma that some of those Washington Nationals fans have in their closet. I just wouldn't wear that jersey. Uh, if I had a Harper jersey, like, you know, if if you, if you, I'm not a jersey. I've actually never purchased a jersey. I've purchased jerseys uh, before. Was a big fan of the jersey for years. But never actually purchased a jersey of any sport. Number one. Yeah, I don't think I've um, I've ever bought one either no, for myself. Never have. It's weird. Some guys are. Jer- Hammer is a big jersey guy. I could promise you. Promise you, he's got. He takes good care of his jerseys. Too. Love a good jersey. Deshaun. I have a Deshaun Watson jersey. JJ Hopkins. Watt, I think he's on the not jersey De- short. Not DeAndre too, Hopkins. So, he yeah. also jersey short yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody called you jersey short the other day on Twitter. Which is a Did you big see time that? compliment. Yeah. I thought yeah. So yeah. It's it my biceps. It, yeah. All right. I'm sure it is. Do you have the intro? Executive producer. Look at him. Nailing it. Can't touch this. Killing it. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Stop. Him a time. Well, it's time. It is Our assistant producer. So if, you, um, if you're new to the program, not a tier one, but you can become one by listening every day, uh, all the time. Uh, at 5.50 each morning, we go inside the mind of our assistant producer. And it is a, a weird place. It's not a dark place. No, it, it isn't. It can be a very light, bright place, but it is a unusual place. And we never know where Hammer is going to take us in this segment. We just let him take over with a commentary or question, something that he's been pondering for the last 24 hours. So let's get to it, Hammer. All right. So 
This is kind of my favorite time of the year, not just because you got like all the sports action and all that. I love a good pumpkin spice latte. I really do. <laughs> I love going to Starbucks. And my thing when I go to Starbucks is like, I don't know. It's just tough for me to go to Starbucks because, you know, my sisters have went to Starbucks for so long. And I don't really like it because I don't feel like a man when I go to Starbucks. Right. So, but about a couple years ago, somebody introduced me to the pumpkin spice latte. I started getting it. And I'll be honest, when I order a pumpkin spice latte, this is my order. I'll get a pumpkin spice latte. I'll get it. Uh, I never know how to get the large one. It's venti. Venti. I just say large anyways. Okay. Yeah. No whipped cream on the top, just the bottom. And I add an extra shot of espresso because I like the way it makes me feel. And I'll own it. I own that order because so I'm sorry. It makes right. me feel fantastic. So when you go in, you say, I need a large pumpkin spice latte, no whipped cream on the top, just the bottom, and an extra shot of espresso. Because I like the way it makes me feel. Okay. So... I also it, it, look. This is touchy. Just admit it, man. No, I, I'm going to. But this is touchy because we're no longer allowed to say what we would say five years ago, which would be, "Hammer, that's kind of a girly drink." Because we can't say that anymore. Get, get in trouble. You get in trouble. My, you know what my drink is at Starbucks? Grande caramel macchiato. Delicious. Doesn't sound like the most manly drink. To order, but you know what? It tastes good. I like it. I will make my wife order it for You know me. what I get at Starbucks? Whiskey. Oh, Whiskey. Because <laughs> that's a manly that's drink. That's a manly drink at Starbucks. <laughs> I, and, and so... Sir, with, we, we don't have whiskey. With that being said, Hammer, the politically correct thing for me to say is, good for you, man. Drink what you dig. But when I order that drink, I will not go in public with this drink. I will not go to anywhere. Like I'll, dr- I gotta take that drink home. I'll go into my room. I don't even like being in the main room of my house because my roommates are gonna see me drinking and they'll the smell it, bro. And because I, I walked in, because Sunday I got a pumpkin spice latte with my mom. We went and got some coffee. I brought it home, and all my boys are out in the main room watching the TV and like, so tis the season, huh, buddy? Tis the and just season. don't call it a PSL. I, I am honestly, I am so over the pumpkin spicing of everything. I walk into Trader Joe's Delicious. in the month of October. And everything is pumpkin spice. Yeah, I mean, it's delicious, things right? that you wouldn't know, it is not. It is. Things yes, that it shouldn't is. be pumpkin Like, here's your gnocchi, pumpkin spice. Oh. It's like, here's your, you know, zucchini noodles, pumpkin spice. I don't want everything in my life pumpkin spice. So you, don't eat it. But everything, I can't walk through the aisles. It's like, what happened to the regular items that you usually sell? Why have they all been replaced with pumpkin spice? people items are carving out month? those pumpkins for the jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, man. You got to do something There's, with all the it, insides. Listen. It's one time a year. If somebody wants to get pumpkin spice, let them pumpkin spice it up. It's like when the McRib comes. You know, it's one time a year. Eat your McRib. Drink your pumpkin spice. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy, but I am a caramel macchiato, and it just doesn't sound like a, you know, I want to. Trust me. I wish I was the guy that walked in. Just give me an Americano. Black. No. I put 40 creams and 40 sugars in my coffee. I'm a seven-year-old. I take a little cream. I don't like a lot of sweetness usually in my coffee. Adam, can you save that clip? Thank you very much. I don't even know what that means. I know. (laughs) I do. But (laughs) I I just, I say now, Hammer, in this new me, new mentality that I'm working on to be less toxic masculine, 
Good for you, man. Thanks, man. You drink what you want. Careful also, also, though. I mean, there's a lot of calories in that. You're already eating at Olive Garden 19 times a week. So or, you or, want to watch that. Or, as he called it on Twitter last night, the garden. The garden. Which floored me. Why? So tell everybody. We got a couple minutes. Tell everybody what happened last night. So, yes, I am at the garden. And Genius. So I sit at the bar, and because you know I'm going by myself, yeah, by I'm yourself. watching my night football game, and you can see this waitress. She's about like 22 years old. She goes in there, and she's got just the fear of God in her eyes. I'm like, what is wrong with you? First time she's ever really worked behind the bar. She's someone orders like three drinks. She doesn't know how to make any single one of them. She just starts to panic. I see this. I'm trying to give her words of encouragement because I get it, man. This sucks. I, I've been there when I've been asked to do something in my job, and I'm like, I don't yeah, know what to like do. run the board. If I would have asked to run the board today, that would have been me as the girl. Panic. Behind the bar, like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. She, complete, she leaves the kitchen. I swear to you guys. All of a sudden, I hear glass just breaks oh <laughs> inside the kitchen. She comes out full-on panic. Mm. I leave like five minutes later. I just can't stand it anymore. <laughs> Too hard to watch. That's tough. Poor gal. Feel bad for her. Poor gal. So, uh, Hammer, if I asked you to make me a um, a Manhattan, would you be able to do that? No, but bar? I would encourage the bartender next to me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to do that as well. It's great. All right. Uh, it's great. All right, here we go. Stop. Hammer stop. time. Hammer time. There it is. There it is. Good job, Hammer. Good as job, always. Hammer, Adam. Great job. Our he boss. knows what he's doing over our there. Our boss is That's our the thing. He's not. Today. He's not the Olive Garden server on his first day oh, behind I didn't the tell bar. You. Paul usually gets us coffee in the morning. Can you grab, uh, <laughs> I'll take an energy shot, two creams, two sugars. Thanks, buddy. Alright, uh, <laughs> last night, if I'm a Detroit Lions fan, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm like writing letters to the NFL <laughs> this morning, I think. Like, an angrily worded letter this morning. It's Ben and Woods. we we'll get to that next one hour in the books. Glad to have you with us on a Tuesday morning, 97.3 The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.